Live from the backstretch at historic Saratoga Racecourse, this is Racing Across America with Seth Merrow. Racing Across America is brought to you by Pennell's Restaurant, a Saratoga tradition since 1922. 284 Jefferson Street, Saratoga, just minutes from the track. And the Clubhouse Racebook. 7-Eleven Central Avenue, Albany. When you can't make it to the track, make it to the Clubhouse Racebook. Good morning. Welcome to Racing Across America, live from Saratoga on this Friday morning, day before the Whitney. Really nice card tomorrow, but a fun day today as well with some uh, stakes action coming up. At this point, the two stakes are on the uh, turf. Uh, 2, 4, 10, and 11 are off the turf because we did have some uh, rain overnight into this morning. Um, but again, the two stakes races at this point are still on the turf. So it looks like a fun day of racing uh, up here today. Coming up on the show a little bit later on, we'll be joined by Jason Blewett, West Point Thoroughbreds. They have a giant game coming up tomorrow in the uh, Whitney Battle of Normandy and the Saratoga Derby. We'll talk about that. Some other horses they have coming up and uh, much, much more with Jason. And then uh, towards the end of the program, A.J. Benton. Uh, we have had him on uh, three or four summers now as he's come to visit. Met him out at uh, Vegas when we were doing the NHC, when we were out there covering uh, the, the horse players tournament out there a couple of years. A clever contest player. He, I see his name in some of the online contests, zooming up to the top. But a couple of years ago, ran a nice third in the NHC and walked away with $150,000. So we'll talk contest play and maybe get some ideas for today as well with A.J. Benton. But top of the show happy to be joined by kip o'neill from windy lee farm they're based over in hoosick falls and they're breeders they're owners and uh so far at saratoga done pretty well we'll talk about that more kip good morning thank you very much for having me happy to have you on because as i say uh you guys are are new york breeders and owners and we'll talk a little bit about both of those aspects but as i was doing a little research last night um I, I was intrigued that you you guys are kind of just over the border now in Hoosick Falls, but Wendy Lee kind of started with your father, and I think we have a picture uh, in the paddock of you and your dad that I pulled off the Internet, your your late okay. father, so you can tip your cat, cap to him as founding things, but it started over in Vermont. It did. Well, that was that's where the homestead was, and actually still is. Um, both my parents are now deceased, but, um, you know, we started there. That's where I grew up, and it just became... You know, a natural as a progression of our business in, you know, 16 or 17 to look for property in New York State based on our influence in the New York with the New York breeding program and so on. Uh, and so we found a nice spot over in Hoosick Falls. It needs some work, but um, we think it's a it's a little hideaway. Not too many people know where it is and you need a map to get to it. Uh, so it's nice. It's secluded. We've got about 80 acres over there. And um you know, I think, you know, the whole crew does a really good job of, uh, you know, we've got mares and babies. We don't take too many racehorses there. Uh, most of the racehorses are either on the track or we'll um, rehab them at other places. But, um, you know, up until the time they go to the yearling sale, which we've got some in next weekend at the New York Red Sale, um, up until that time, they're on the farm. Uh, and I'm guessing, what, you hop on 60, uh, 67, and you're, what, 45 minutes away or something? Yeah, about 45 minutes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so you're right in the neighborhood. Uh, also, I pulled up uh, a shot because when I was doing some of the research, uh, you, you were over there in Vermont, and you referred to uh, being a youngster and couldn't get into the track, but you managed to watch <laughs> some races. I was ne- I never went to Green Mountain, which I 
completely regret, but a lot of people have fond memories, particularly when this place didn't run on Sundays. You could go over the border uh, on the dark day here and watch a little uh, horse racing in Green Mountain. Well, I can guarantee I'm not one of the people in that crowd um, <laughs> because I was only 9 or 10 years old, so I had to sneak up into the clocker stand and watch races from what was the 5-8s pole, but it was also it was kind of the start pole for most of the races. And um, it was a lot of fun. It's kind of where I got my... You know, my feet wet into the into racing and so on, and, and I've loved it ever since. Yeah. And uh, we were laughing and talking before you came on the air. You said, uh, like many of us, uh, got started maybe legally before it was. Uh, I think well, I think I think all of us have those stories. Uh, yeah. And going into the OTB and you know uh, when I'm when I'm running, you know, there's no cell phones, right? So you know, Dad would come over every couple of races, and you know, what do you like here? What do you like here? And you know, I'm not really sure it was a good thing, but uh, you know. <laughs> Hey, it taught, it taught banking. It taught, there's a lot of good things that came out of it. Yeah. Um, there's probably some negatives, too, but it's all right. <laughs> well, believe me, as they say, we, we all have those stories. Um, talk a little bit about also, again, you're a New York-based outfit, obviously, and New York breads and, and owners and breeders on the owner side of things. You, you have to be ecstatic with 2023. We'll talk in a moment about a nice start to Saratoga, certainly. But you were the leading owner at the, the Aqueduct Winter Meet. Yeah, you know, while we finished out um, 22, you know, Finger Lakes has always been our base. And so we finished out 22 uh, as the leading owner there. We were leading money owner in 21, but we, we won all categories in 22. And then we were able to transition some of those horses, as we did in 21, down into New York, both into Mark Henning's barn and into Rob Attress's barn. And that proved fruitful again. Um, you know, it's, it's always... A, you know, New York runs 12 months a year. You know, I talked, uh, I joke with Joe McMahon all the time. People think New York racing ends, you know, when Saratoga ends. <laughs> and it doesn't. I mean, they, they pay those purses all year round. It's a little less, but money still cashes. And um, so, you know, that's a focus of ours is to run 12 months a year in New York State and and be really um, a prominent owner, uh, owner, breeder, et cetera, in that. And, and so... You know, we may have taken a few shots and lost a few horses along the way to win that title, but, um, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> it what, were you getting down, and were you kind of like, okay, we're close, so let's see. We, well, we have... I'm not going to go there necessarily, <laughs> but uh, I don't I don't know. We lost a filly that we won with uh, first time out that I thought would be more prominent coming back. She's run a couple good races, but... Um, um, she seems to have tailed off of late. So I was kind of hoping not to lose her, yeah. honestly. Yeah. But, um, you know, when you're running to win all the time, as we are, and you're running claiming horses for the most part, you've got to place them where they yeah, can compete. Otherwise, you get their head beat in, they're not going to compete for you. And for folks who don't know, I don't think we ever talk about this. Um, when do you find out, like, like a horse after the race, they come and they put the tag on the bridle right uh, in the unsaddling area. So is that when you find, how do you find out when the horse has been, when, when your horse I'll get a text going? or call from the trainer. Okay. Yeah, they're gone. <laughs> you know, yeah. basically, yeah. it's just, yeah, nice race, they're gone. Yeah. Or maybe we're happy they're gone, you know, type yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, but, that, but that that's the procedure, right? They yeah, come it is the procedure. The yeah, they'll on. put the tag on. I'm not sure they always put the tag on, but I know the trainers tend to always know. Okay, yeah. You know. Um. All right, let's talk a little bit about, oh, well, you mentioned your trainers now, so uh, tell us who your trainers are. You've mentioned a couple in New York. And so have out the so John Buckley's been our trainer up at Finger Lakes for over 40 years. Um, I met John, uh, I was a kid still, and um, he's trained for us. He trained my first horse ever. I claimed a horse as soon as I got an open owner's license when I turned 18, 
and I was at college at the time, so I spent more time focused on that. Um, <laughs> I meant horse racing. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, she was good. She won like 26 races. I don't think she eclipsed $100,000. But um, that was back in the day. You know, it was back in yeah, the 80s. Yeah. And uh, John's been a trainer up there uh, since then, and we've had a lot of success with him. Down here in New York, uh, Mark Henning trains a string for us, and Rob Attress trains a string for us. And we're very happy with both of them. They both do a tremendous job. Uh, the communication is key with both of the uh, with all the outfits trained for us throughout the whole country and even up into Canada, uh, because you know I like to think that I can look at the condition book and pick out spots. But if I don't know how the horse is doing, yeah, it's I'm, I'm looking for the wrong yeah. spot. And so it's it's really been it's been great working with everybody that we've got on our team. Talk a little bit about that, your relationship with the trainer and how you decide where horses are going to get spotted. So you're looking at the condition book and you're consulting with them, I assume. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, first of all, let's say a horse runs. You know, we'll let the horse, give the horse two, three, four days, see how they come out of the race, put them back on the track, see how they're doing, and then we'll start to look for a spot. And um, inevitably, you know, we'll review rider, and most times than not, we'll stick with the same rider unless they may have a double call and they take something else. Or, you know, we just need, it's time to make a change. Uh, equipment, we'll look at equipment, whether we need to add, take blinkers off, add blinker, remove a little bit of blinker, whatever it might be. And also distance, distance and surface here, you know, you can work with. So maybe horses need more or less of, you know, of each. So, um, and then the level, you know, if they're not competitive and there's no excuse, then there's really no reason to go back in that same yeah. spot. You're, really, you're not doing them any justice. You're not doing yourself any justice, you know, to, to put them back against the same crew. Unless they're just, you know, like a brand-new horse like we ran yesterday, first-time starter. You know, um, he's just getting educated. So that's a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, well, let, let's talk about it because, again, you've, you've gotten off to a nice start. I pulled up a replay going back to uh, July 16th. Uh, Ouster, Dylan that's Davis. That's a good replay. D- <laughs> uh, Dylan Davis on board, Mark Henning train. Um, but, again, doing a little research last night. Um you, you wind up with a, a nice horse here who, again, 11 starts, uh, 12 starts now with four wins uh, looking at this race, so and a Saratoga win. But as I read the research, it sounds like you tried to pinhook this horse at one point, and, and, and so you were kind of lucky to have him in the barn. Well, he was a nice horse. We bought him as a yearling here in Saratoga at 19. And the thing was, you know, we, we kind of play in all facets of the game. So... My dad, you know, he's, he was still around at the time. And so he said, well, let's try the pin hooking thing. So we bought six horses that year. And we were going to try and pin hook two or three. And this horse is pretty forward. And he was down at Robbie Harris's training center. And Robbie said, you know, this horse will be all right. He's growing. He's big. He's big outward colt, the whole thing. Well, he got to the um, OBS sale. And he worked okay. But um, he had a little inflammation in a knee. And he just, um, it wasn't anything big. But. You know, we set the reserve at a point, and then I saw people bidding on him, and then I got a little cold feet, and I bid on him and bought him back. Um, so I'm glad I did, but it did take us two more years to get him to the races. But as I say, now you've got a nice little horse there with, the, you know, the four wins and, yes. and 12 starts and a Saratoga win. Nice way to kick yeah, off. Yeah, he's, he's a really nice horse. Kick off the Saratoga meet. Will we see him again before the end of the meet? There's a race back for him. Um, if he's doing well, uh, we'll enter him back. We're going to work him next week, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Let's watch another win. Uh, going back just a few days ago, July 29th, going to be the number nine of uh, Volkert, for, again, for uh, Mark Hennig. And, uh, uh, again, give us your thoughts here. Uh, this one, 
uh, on the uh, turf. Uh, give us your thoughts uh, coming down the stretch and, again, putting up another Saratoga win. <laughs> well, you know, with Volker, um, he surprised us his first time out of his life. He paid $130. I don't know who bet on him. I don't know anybody that did. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, he wasn't quite 100% tight. That this is day. a nice, gutsy performance. Um, and, but then he kind of went a little bit off form. We tried the dirt with him up at Finger Lakes last year. Then he had an, a non-racing-related non, uh, uh, injury uh, occur, so we had to give him some time. And we brought him back, and we tried him on dirt a little bit this spring, picked up a check or something. You know, now he's back on the surface he needs to be on. He was the favorite the, sec- the time before last. Dylan, was, Dylan had to eat him for about a quarter mile. And when he, I saw him at 20-something to one the other day, I said, this is the same crew. Um, when, you know, the whole thing with him is he's got to get his, he's got to get the trip and he got the trip the other day. Dylan made a nice split. Uh, the favorite came on the outside of his has by almost half length, but this horse is gutsy when he's in the dog fight, you know, he's, there's not much to him yeah. outwork or the, uh, Alistair probably outweighs him by three or 400 pounds, but this horse has got it in the heart. Uh, when he's in a dog fight, he'll try. Yeah, you love to see that because, yeah. as you say, he gets passed by the two to one favorite. He's twenty five to one and comes yeah. back on comes the back on and him. holds him off yeah. by a, a head. You got to love that. You kind of alluded to this, but I also wanted to pull up uh, another win from just the last couple of weeks. But I wanted to go up. It's a Woodbine win, uh, Destinique, uh, and given that this horse was trained by Marty Drexler, and you've kind of, as I say, alluded to it already. Uh, if you're running horses with Marty Drexler, you're running horses fairly regularly up at uh, Woodbine? Well, we've only got two with Marty at the moment, and, um, you know, this, the weather did us a favor right before this race. She's really a, a tapita specialist, and it was on the turf up until about 30 minutes before. They got a nice thunderstorm, took it off the turf, three of the five favorites scratched. She ended up the favorite, and she got the job done. Um, she's well, actually, serendipity isn't bad in the game. Nah, you know, we take it all. <laughs> you know, there's enough bad in this game that we don't want to talk about that uh, when you get some good luck going your way, it's okay. Um, the reality is that she's pretty well bred. Uh, I'm not sure if we're going to run her back or we may uh, look to put her into a uh, digital sale. She's got a half-brother that's working smartly out on the West Coast that uh, went for a lot of money as a two-year-old this spring. So uh, we'll see how that goes. All right. And... Again, you're you're alluding to this with your discussions about you know pin hooking and and playing the claiming game and and maybe selling some horses that have run well. Uh, the other side of the game I wanted to touch on and uh, pulled up a replay. You bred this one. We're going to go back and look at a stakes race from 2020, the Floral Park. It's lead guitar. She winds up in 2020 being New York bred female sprinter and female turf horse. Um, lead guitar here is a Wendy Lee bred horse, not yes. owned by you. Right. But A, talk about the breeding aspect, and B, talk about, I don't think a lot of people realize, if you breed the horse in New York, and it, it, when these horses win, you pick up checks uh, as the breeder. That's got to be a great feeling, just watching your you know, offspring, as it were, go out there and win. Absolutely. You know, George Weaver trained this filly, and um, they we sold her as a weanling. She resold for some pretty good dollars as a yearling. She was always a nice filly, um, and she made a lot of money. She made a lot of money for them, and you're right. The breeding program is in New York. I, I think, that, quite frankly, is second to none. As a breeder and an owner, you know, you can sell them at the sale, and as long as they get in the hands that bring them back to this Naira program or even Finger Lakes program, then you have the opportunity to make some money back. Um, we still have the mayor. Actually, we have a full brother to lead guitar in the sale uh, next weekend. 
a nice Colt, a nice McLean's Music Colt, and uh, he's pretty so far a full away. brother. Yeah, full brother. Yes, nice. yes. Uh, and, yeah, and like I said, we still have the mayor. She's back in full this year at Army Mule. So. Oh, very good. Army Mule's turning out to be okay. Um, so again, uh, just update us then on. Uh, what the sale is going to be like for you guys. Well, you know, um, so we breed about 15 to 18 mares a year. And, you know, we look to be commercial with as many as possible. They don't all come out 100% correct. They don't all come out, you know, where they're healthy and growing the right way at the right time for this sale. But um, we have six in the sale. Uh, hopefully six make it over here. Uh, you know, anything can happen in the last week. Yeah. You know, all the stories are there. But, um, uh the sale should be good. The, the weekend sale, the, you know, the sale Sunday and Monday will really, maybe it's Monday and Tuesday, will really dictate a little bit of how the New York Reds sale is going to go. And uh, those horses are on the grounds now, so I'll look at those this weekend. Um, but, you know, we feel good about uh, what we've got in the sale. And um, also, you know, we had some that we sold last year that looked like they're working forwardly, that they could, uh, you know, either make an impact here or down at Aqueduct when we ship back down there. Nice. And this New York Red Sale, I think, has become very popular over the past four or five years. Well, there's so much money in the program. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, when you're running for 80 thousand dollars and you're only running against a full crop of 1000 to 1100 it's a pretty good number. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a good area to focus for us. And, and uh, you know, we enjoy it. We've got, we've got a great team back at the farm that does a fabulous job. Uh, and, you know, very well tenured. We've got a lot of staff that's been with us a long time. And, you know, they get, this, they get the horses ready. Um, and, we all we're hoping for the best. Always happy to have folks in uh, so when our viewers see names in the program, they can put a face to the, to the name in the program. And if you see Wendy Lee, Kip O'Neill uh, from uh, Wendy Lee Farm, uh, happy to talk to you. And, again, you've got the, the whole thing covered. Uh, as owners uh, off to a good start at the meet. You have to be thrilled with the start. At the yeah, I mean, it, well, yeah, you can't be upset with that. Yeah. You know, we'll see what happens today. But, we actually, we've got quite a few more to enter. We're, I think we've got seven to enter next week. Um, so uh, the, Rob's got a few that are getting ready to be right, entered, and we've claimed some here this meet with him. So hopefully they'll get to win some shakes. Back. We won a 12-way shake, a six-way shake, and then there was one that we had no shakes. That's a little scary. Oh, but <laughs> and when you get when you get the claim slip and there's no shake here, it's a little scary. But there were six horses claimed in the race. About that, yeah, so really- it's it's a little bit comforting that at least six of the ten horses were claimed. So everybody just had a different taste. That's all. Uh, Kip, really appreciate the visit. Wish you a lot of good luck today. Uh, you have the MTO coming in and, and going forward on the meet, yeah. but I uh, appreciate your stopping by. Thank you very much. Take Kip care. O'Neill from Windy Lee. Coming up next, he's in the house. Jason Blewett from West Point Thoroughbreds. Again, they have a couple of stakes runners tomorrow. We'll talk about those and looking forward to uh, some of their other runners coming up as well. Stay tuned. All of that right after this. Turn your love of racing into savings with equine discounts through the NTRA. Purchase through equine discounts and receive great savings on well-known brands like John Deere, Sherwin-Williams, Big Ass Fans, Farmers Insurance, and Office Depot. Join thousands of other equine members and support companies that give back to the sport we all love. Call 866-678-4289 or visit equinediscounts.com to start saving today. Sometimes it pays to go with the flow, to check your worries at the door, to reconnect with your crew, to follow the thrills and the flavor, to roll with it and see where it takes you, to enjoy every minute to its fullest, and to dance 
like there's no tomorrow. You can do that here at Rivers Casino and Resorts Connectedy, where the good times flow. No matter where in the world you are, the excitement of wagering on horse racing is just a click away. You'll get live streaming, past performances, race replays, our virtual tote board, analysis and selections from professional handicappers, a simple, safe, and secure wagering platform, and best of all, you get track prices. CapitalOTBBet.com. Bet any place, anytime at CapitalOTBBet.com. And be sure to download our new mobile app from the iTunes Store or Google Play. Welcome back to Racing Across America. Hey, as promised before the break, it's our friend Jason Blue from West Point Thoroughbreds. Good morning. Hey, Seth. How's it going? Very good. Happy to have you uh, in here on board uh, day before a couple of nice runners from uh, West Point in a couple of big races up here at Saratoga. We'll talk some giant game and some battle in Normandy. But first, just uh, some background info. You've been with West Point for a while now. Just fill us in on, on your work at West Point. I mean, people remember you years ago here at Naira, then you were down at Gulfstream, but now uh, West Point, and you're kind of bouncing back and forth based down in Florida, but I know your wife's from Saratoga, so you get a lot of time up here in the summer, obviously. Which is great. I always tell people, I'm like, it's a, it's a tough tough gig. Someone's got to do it. Fort Lauderdale in the winter, Saratoga Springs in the summer, but no. Been about two and a half years with West Point, Seth. It's gone by quick. It's been, it's been amazing. I mean, it really, I think I was on with you last year and I said you know any sort of expectations I could have or would have had when I took the gig other than it not wanting to be a train wreck or go horribly wrong or hating the job it's exceeded any sort of expectations I could have had and then the bonus to it all was starting about nine weeks before a cult by Tappet was debuting out at Santa Anita named Flightline, who you may have heard of so to get to go on that whole ride you know riding his coattails for those two years I mean That'll likely never happen again. So to experience that firsthand, have been up close to his greatness was, I mean, it's something truly I think about every single day. There's not a day that goes by I don't think how lucky and blessed I was to have gotten to experience that. I went to your Twitter feed last night and I pulled up uh, Basic Tipton. Why not? They're going to brag a lot. You put the banner up. They've got the big oh, flightline banner on the building. I want it, though, after the sale. I'm like, I wonder where that's going, man. I, you know, I could, we can hang that down on the house in in Florida. Yeah, there there it is. Oh, beautiful. Woo. But again, grad from from right over here. And I'll ask because you guys at West Point, you, you, you play very extensively in the sales all year long, the various sales, yearlings, two-year-olds and whatnot. You guys, are, I'm assuming, are looking at horses over here for this week. Yeah, for sure. We'll Both be... sales? The, the Maine and the New York bread? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. yeah, we love the New York bread program. In fact, had a New York bread uh, Philly. Didn't run all that great, but had a New York bred two-year-old filly that ran here on Wednesday named Belvoir, who you might want to file away, maybe worth worth betting in her second start. She'll come back with blinkers. Just was a little green, got a little little tired. But, no, the the, the big one and the New York bred one will we'll be at both for sure. Yeah, nice. Uh, and, and give people a, an idea. Uh, we just had a breeder in here talking about getting ready for the sale and whatnot. What's it like uh, for people who are who are considering buying i mean you guys uh, uh, work with consultants i assume and then go over look on the page you look up the breeding but a lot of it is also just looking at the horse and what i hear from people a lot of it is not just the physicality there's the, people look for the mental aspect uh, over there as well how are these horses handling the crowd and that 
kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one that's got presence. You know, you're judging all that. And I'm not going to come on here and pretend that I'm some expert bloodstock guy or, you know, uh, someone that, you know, raises the horses or anything like that, uh, you know, from basically the paddock to the yearling sales. But, no, you can... You can vibe it out in terms of just looking at basic confirmation. Obviously, you know, the beauty of being so old now, my mid-40s, I've seen, you know, you look back through a catalog. Yeah, I don't know about that, my friend. I don't feel like a pup. But, you know, sires, of course, but a lot of of dams you remember or or even families looking back at the page. So those are some things that I tend to tend up to hone in on. But it's, it's a good time. I mean, the Keeneland September sale is great and it's awesome being at Keeneland but I mean you know yourself and I'm sure a lot of people watching this know I mean just the social atmosphere when you're across the street for those two nights for the for the basic tipped in the primetime sale I mean it is a it is a good time and you know David and Gordo is our bloodstock agent he sort of him and his team you know everything kind of funnels down and flows down from from David and his crew into the West Point buying team. Yeah, I had him on earlier in the meeting. It's interesting to hear a, a bloodstock guy and his take on the game and whatnot. And a few days before that, I had his wife, Cherie DeVoe, for folks who don't know, yep. uh, the, the trainer married to uh, David and Gordo. Uh, pulled up, and I, I, I again, I was kind of doing some more research this morning and, and going down the Twitter feeds and whatnot. And so I asked the guys if they could pull up an extra replay I hadn't called for yesterday. But we'll go back and show it uh, from just a few days ago. Race number one, it is a West Point thoroughbred runner. Carson's Run gets it done. will be the number three horse here. And I was intrigued. Nice little story in that it's named after one of the partner's sons who has a, a, an affliction similar to Cody Dortman. And so it, it was a debut win for West Point, obviously, uh, very thrilling up here at Saratoga, but has a nice story attached to it as an, well. An amazing story. Um, named after Carson Jost, whose dad, Wade Jost, graduated from the academy, went to West Point, graduated with Terry in the class of 1986. Um, Wade had always said, you know, one of these days I want to name a horse because his, his son, uh, Carson, is 30 in his early 30s, confined to a wheelchair, and has the same same genetic aff- affliction as, as Cody Dortman. So to have that, you know, that backstory, and it was picked up. Joe Bianca, who works for the team now, really did a nice sort of you know story yeah. ahead of the race, and that got picked up. So again, to have that buzz of people just rooting for the horse prior to the race, and I even inadvertently I think cold watered a few of my buddies that I didn't get a congratulation text from them. I'm like, I think he's going to need one in all likelihood. <laughs> that wasn't the case, but again. Aside from that faux pas on my end, to have sort of, you know, those those feel-good vibes before the race and then for him to come out and run as well as he did and then sort of the, the post-race celebration, I mean, we need those reminders. It's been yeah. a tough, tough five years or so in a lot of different areas, as we all know, yeah. in, in this game that we love so much. So I remember saying to my wife after the race, I was like, you know, that's why we do this. That's why we love the game so much. So just a really special moment with the Colt that, you know, clearly has some talent. Yeah, and again, I wanted to show that one because it had a nice story attached to it. And it's always great to get a win up at Saratoga, a debut win up at Saratoga, yeah. but then you toss in the story. Uh, let's see if we can maybe talk about some more stories on the weekend. Uh, in the Whitney, you guys have Giant Game. I pulled up uh, the uh, Corn Husker. Giant Game's going to be the number one horse here, Skippy Longstockings. 
will run second. Uh, I had Tommy in the other day, Tommy Bellhouse. He said maybe heading to Charlestown for the big race, but you wind up tomorrow in the Whitney. What are the thoughts? What's Dale saying, Dale Roman saying about the giant gang going into the Whitney tomorrow? Well, now, Dale, we know and we love Dale. <laughs> I don't know if he's ever saddled a horse that he didn't just love and was doing phenomenal, but it seems like this horse is really, really doing excellent. Shipped into Saratoga, van, van from Churchill on Monday, watched him jog over the uh, the wet track here just about 45 minutes ago. He's at the top of his game, clearly outside of Cody's wish. You know, it's a Whitney that's maybe a little light and just as far as numbers yeah. go in terms of just quantity. I mean, there's some quality in the race, and I've been a pretty big Charge It fan too, my, you know, in his short career. So I'm anxious to see how he's going to do. But, you know, the more Dale and the Albaws talked about it along with West Point it was like he's got speed giant game he's clearly come back better than he was as a two-year-old after you know a rough it was a rough time in the winter of his three-year-old season just you have all these expectations and you're so excited and he had a little bit of a breathing issue but he's come back and I think he's eclipsed where he was you know even Breeders Cup Day in 2021 he's fast he's game he's determined so we'll take a shot and you know for for Dale loving most of the horses he trains and runs he's also not afraid to take on Goliath and you know we'll we'll try to get Dale a second Whitney alongside Roses and May there on uh, on Saturday here a solid 99 fire in that corn husker so uh, looking forward to that one tomorrow and tomorrow also in the Saratoga Derby again the second leg of that uh, turf series uh, you guys have Battle of Normandy in there. I pulled up uh, an allowance race, Pimlico, back on May 19th. The winner will be Jewelstone, but uh, uh, running second will be Battle of Normandy. Uh, give us some thoughts in the Saratoga Derby tomorrow on Battle of Normandy. Again, coming out of the second place finish last time down at Pimlico. Here he comes, black cap, spun wide off the turn, backstretch run, and again with the tents and all that stuff. Uh, Black-Eyed Susan Day and, of course, Preak this weekend, they have a different angle. And I remember down the backside, I'm like, man, I just do not like the spot he's in. And he's more of a late-running, grind-you-down type. I mean, that's just him. And that's, you know, naturally a trip you're going to have to deal with. I didn't love, again, just the way the race played out. Didn't think he was ever in a great spot. And as a result, I think it cost him the win. It's clearly a difficult race tomorrow. 100 yards from the wire, it's hard to believe he wasn't going to wind up for it. So he grinds out the second. It was a big late run. Yeah, he tries hard. And, you know, win, lose, or draw tomorrow, this will be naturally a very good baseline to see where he, where Battle of Normandy sits with some of the better horses in his division. And, you know, he's run well in just about all of his races. He won up here last summer. He nearly won that, what was it, the with anticipation as a two-year-old. So he likes Saratoga. He's training great. If he doesn't run well tomorrow, and actually I'm hoping he does, you know, we can always drop back down to an A other than. But Chug was like, you know what, let's just roll the dice because he's training phenomenal. And on numbers, he's not that far. We oh. were looking at Ragazin, or I was looking at the Ragazin numbers. He's not that far behind the far bridges of the world. So let's hopefully get some, some good racing luck with him for a change and, you know, have a horse that I really, truly think has another level or two that he will get to. Whether it's tomorrow or next week, that remains to be seen. But I think there's way more in the tank than we've seen so far. That, that was, again, a, a good effort given the situation, a nice close in the stretch. So 
We'll look for Battle of Normandy as well. And he'll uh, come back, too, not to cut you off. Signator is coming back tomorrow, too. I, I, I have uh, Signator to, uh, talk a little bit about him because I wanted to mention him as well. Yeah, I mean, he was a horse very early on, was, you know, I mean, had some buzz in terms of a very early Kentucky Derby favorite. You know, you think about the highs and lows and craziness of this game. So it's Breeders' Cup weekend. We have Flightline in the Classic. I mean, just the, the greatest moment ever. The morning after, Signature is, or I should say the day after, he's he's 3-5 to five in the program for the Nashua. And with peace and love, I think a race he probably could have won in reverse, but had an issue, had a scratch. And again, he has not run since the middle of October. So it's taken a little while to get him back. I will say... Seven, not his trip, really, seven furlongs. He's got a tough post. The field is a Whitney Day caliber, yeah. other than. So, again, much like a battle of Normandy or Giant game, just want to see a good effort. And I think, naturally, I'm already in my mind thinking, what's Signature going to be like once he has this race under his belt? But he should run well, and he's trained. I mean, I've watched him breeze the last three Saturdays up here. He's he's really working great. All right, we'll look for him. Yeah. And... and I had a couple others I wanted to touch on. When we had Tommy in here, Tommy Bellhouse, we talked uh, Sands of War. Uh, I had Cherie DeVoe towards the beginning of the meet, and she mentioned that one. And I think we have a shot of the auction page for this first-time starter. And you go down the page a little bit, the dam, I have to justify. And so there's a little bit of breeding here. We were looking for him when Tommy was in, but subsequently scratched uh, that day. Now comes back, and you're looking, what, Sunday for this? Sunday, race one, race one on Sunday. She was originally in... Last Sunday, yeah. no turf racing, yeah. or they ran the race. Jerry the Nipper won late in the card. So didn't get to debut last Sunday. So she's trained well. Um, we know Cherie is not a, you know, super crank them up first out. I mean, when they're ready, she's going to run them. But it's about a career with her. Um, but I expect her. I expect her to run well. Big, good-looking, good-looking filly. Not, you know, most of the war fronts are on the the more smaller yeah. side. But she's got she's got some size. And um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty 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 cool to have a two-year-old in the barn just out of a half sister to justify. Yeah, there's, there's some breeding there on the yep. page, certainly. Sands of War. That one is. And I also wanted to uh, pulled up the uh, replay from uh, July 1st, uh, Northern Invader, and we were talking with Tommy about that one, and things were still a little bit up in the air. But I, again, uh, invite people to go to your website. Your website is great for following things, and you, you look ahead to things that are in the book, and it looks like we may see uh, Northern Invader uh, down at Colonial and Secretariat. That's the plan. Now, I've been running around, my friend. This is him, turf debut. This was right around 4th of July. I mean, Cherie had said, and he had run big, his first two starts were on the dirt, near misses in both, big figs, I mean, quality fields. I mean, he had really run well on the dirt in his two races over the spring at Churchill. But Cherie had been saying all along, wait till I put him on the grass. You're going to see an even better horse. And I was like, oh, I, you know, I don't know. He's been pretty good on the dirt. And, and she, was, she was absolutely right. So the secretariat, secretariat for him, we had toyed with maybe running them in the Hall of Fame. She's got more than looks. What's the story with the turf right now? Is that race still on as the, we speak? The two sta stakes are still on today, Good. but I haven't heard a condition. But okay. The two stakes are staying on. The other races are off today, but uh, so we'll look for Northern Invader 
down the road. Uh, and again, it looks like uh, another fun Saratoga up here for uh, the folks at West Point. Uh, we'll wish you a lot of good luck tomorrow, giant game in Battle of Normandy, and going ahead with uh, the rest of the runners. And Jay, it's always fun to have you in and, and shoot the breeze a little bit. Uh, enjoy the rest of your time in Saratoga, because as I say, I know you get the summer up here with the in-laws and whatnot, so yep. make the most of the time up here. And Thanks for stopping by. Yeah, sounds good, Seth. All the best to you, and love Capital OTV, my friend. Appreciate Keep it. Keep it up. All right. We'll take a break. When we come back, A.J. Benton is in the house. We'll talk a little contest play with A.J. as he's been uh, a top-10 runner in the NHC uh, in the past, so we'll get some thoughts on that, maybe some thoughts from today. All of that right after this. Stay tuned. Watch the races when you can be in the middle of the action. For nearly 20 years, Bonaventure Stables' share-based ownership program has made thoroughbred ownership affordable for the everyday fan. Ownerships of 5 and 10% are now available on a nice selection of horses. As a partial owner with Bonaventure Stables, you'll enjoy all the benefits afforded every owner. Visit with your horse in the private stable area. Greet the trainers and jockeys in the paddock. And when your horse wins, savor the moment in the winner's circle at Saratoga, Belmont, Aqueduct, or wherever you bring home the prize. Based in historic Saratoga Springs, Bonaventure Stables has been training winners and creating memories since 2005. Learn more, see available horses, and meet our team at BonaventureStables.com. Welcome back to Racing Across America. As promised before the break, joined now by our friend A.J. Benton. We met him a few years back when we were out covering uh, the NHC for a couple of years uh, out in Vegas. And, man, if you've never been, uh, and I always tout contest play, go online. You can play some online contests and try to qualify. There's nothing like that uh, group out there out in Vegas uh, every year for the NHC. But A.J. has done very well in the contest. We'll talk about that uh, and more, get some ideas from today as well. AJ, good morning. Good morning. Thanks, Seth, for having me on again. Really, really appreciate being on here. It's it's great. You're on the backside of Saratoga. It's beautiful. The weather, not really ideal. Tomorrow. But tomorrow. It's, it's, yeah, tomorrow will be better. Um, but we got, you know, the best horses in the country. They're all vying for everything, and there's everything on the line for the end of the year, too, for you, Breeders' you, Cup. Have you been watching uh, so far? I mean, I think the start of the meet has been very good. Last week, elite power. Forte ding-dong battle with Saudi Crown. Uh, that three-year-old picture is going to be fun to see how things sort out in the Travers. Yeah, I think Saudi Crown's really, really nice horse. I, I, I really think with age, he's going to be quite a big man moving forward. Um, elite power, he's just... Unbelievable. Yeah. He's got such a late, late closing kick, and he just erupts down the stretch. And if you had the horse that was in the lead, you would have thought you would have been home. But I did. I had gone. I... Oh, you did? <laughs> and All I right. did think I was home. Yeah. Yeah, he just comes <laughs> with those big, you know, penetrating strides, and he just grinds you away in a matter of four or five strides. So 
great racing. Um, so NHC was great. Um, we had, uh, you know, I had two entries this time, so it was a little bit different. And um, I tried to, I learned a couple of things from it so I can put in the uh, category for next time. But um, great time, awesome people. Those people love, love that event. And um, I've met countless people over the years. And they're all, you know, the people that end up at Saratoga. And, and I always say to my buddies and stuff, you know what I mean? These people that are even here today. Five years ago, six years ago, I was that person just here at the races, and here I am now. So, you know. And you're the, you're based over Massachusetts, correct? No, New Hampshire. Oh, uh, New Hampshire. Yeah, New yeah, Hampshire. Man- Manchester. Yeah. Um, and there's no horse racing by me, so this is my home away from home. And uh, I come up here every year. I'll be up here Labor Day weekend because um, it's the closest I can get to live racing, and yeah. I I need it in my life somewhere you know um and let's sit on the nac because i pulled up a couple of shots and i pulled up the leaderboard from uh 2020 um that that was your best finish right you were number three and if people can see on the uh, board there 2022 excuse me yep. 2022 uh as people can see on the board there walked away with 150k nice job yeah it was great um you know that was 21 dollars short of winning the whole event <laughs> uh but you know, I went with I went down with the horse that I liked, so and uh, he was a big price, and it just didn't come to fruition. And I figure if you put yourself in the batter's box enough times, you you possibly could hit a home run moving forward. And hopefully, moving on in years to come, I give myself some more shots at it. Uh, and again, I think I was texting you uh, this year as I was watching. I was listening to Bick doing the radio show. He does a great job. I've said many, many times before. When he first said, I'm going out to Vegas to cover the contest, I thought, a radio show covering a horse racing? But it's great. He brings people in, and they're shooting the breeze and strategies and whatnot. So listening to him this year uh, and then just watching the leaderboard, early on you were kind of popping up, and I was texting you. Was this the first year you had two entries? First year I had two entries, And to to me, two entries seems like a puzzle. Um, Uh, It's a crossword puzzle on a crossword puzzle. So you have to be very, very selective. I figured I would take all the horses that I watched all year that I absolutely loved on entry two, and I would dabble a little bit and try and get horses with some value. Maybe if they ran second or even if they won, it would move that ticket up moving forward, and I would have two somewhere in the mix moving into day two, but it just didn't happen, and I think I'd, if I had to do it over again, I would definitely do it over again. Um, I think it's the right idea, but people would say that you know you play two tickets in unison, and you get you take one horse on both tickets, and you just keep getting them to you know the cut line, and then after that, you know when you go into Sunday, you have a massive advantage um, with those two tickets because you can you know move and take longer shot horses, or you can take two in the same race if you're torn. Um, but it's gives you options anyways yeah. moving forward. And that that to me seems a little more logical uh, to kind of use both tickets to get to a certain point and then you can diverge a little bit um do you play both kinds of contests do you play the pick and pray like the nhc and the bcbc is a live money do you play both kinds and if you do do you have a preference uh i prefer two dollar win place um i'm very very comfortable in that forum um i've tried to move into cash a little bit more this year bcbc is a huge animal you have ten thousand dollars well seventy five hundred after the fee and you have to bet a certain amount of races over the two days, and you're 
realistically going to have to get to 140,000 in two yeah. days. So it's it's a long jump, but there are cash games that are lower. If you want to get into lower, you can get in for I'm sure between 150 and 500 dollars. You can get into those cash games, and you can get experience that way. Same thing with the two dollar win place. If you're first starting out, I always suggest to everybody. There's a dollar game. It's literally a dollar. You can do whatever you want in there. I still play in it today um, because, you know, if you're trying to tinker with stuff or trying to get used to contest play and see how you compare to the other players that have been playing year in, year out for, you know, decades, some of them, um, you can compare it and see, you know, how close you are to them. Everybody has a good day. It might be yours. And, you know... You might be able to get into Vegas, and it's it's a bucket list item for anybody. Um, it's a great time. They do a great job with the event. Um, they they treat you very very well. They they treat you like royalty. Same thing as as the Breeders' Cup. They treat you insanely great. Um, they they really show a lot of love to the horse player. Um, and if you're fortunate enough to to get to that event and play in that event, it's it's a trip, man. Yeah, it really I will, is. I will vouch because, again, we were out covering it live for a couple years, uh, three or four years ago. I went two years in a row. Hopefully we'll get back out there. Hopefully I get out there as a player. And I was in a uh, – I told this story yesterday as well. I was in a qualifier, an online qualifier. Probably it had to be one of the last ones. It was like two weeks before this year's, and I was 80 cents behind going to Vegas. Oh, like, oh no. But, again, I, and the way I do it, you know, you talk about there are all kinds of different price points. Yep. For the online contest, and you're you're wearing a Hawthorne Invitational. A lot of the tracks, Hawthorne does a great job. Monmouth does a great job with contests. And keep that all in mind. And as I say, if you go to the Capital OTV website, we have those tourney bet uh, contests as well. Um, but the, the price point I go to is the weekday qualifiers for the actual qualifier on the weekend. That's 12 bucks. You get in, yeah, and then you qualify for, a, for like a $160 contest. Yeah, and, and, the owner, and the ownership in that is a lot lower because people don't want to fork over $165. So if you can get in for 12 or $18, um, you're getting great value for yeah. your money. You know what I mean? You don't have to buy the qualifying entry. You don't have to pay the 75 on Friday. You don't have to pay the 165 on Saturday or the 210 or the 125s that they run on. You can, if you do good in the morning, you can move on to the afternoon. And I've seen people that have had a really hot morning and they just run through it in the afternoon and they get their seats that way um, or prizes or anything else. You know, there's, there's so much money to be had in the contest world. It's, it's enormous. Yeah, um, and, and I would always say it's a lot of fun, and you think a little bit differently with your handicapping and the online. I do horse players a lot, and again, for 12 bucks or 18 as you say, uh, varies. But I, I have figured I can score, and you don't have to win. Depending on how many people are in, it can be the top five move on to the weekend. But I have kind of figured out I can move on about one out of every five. So the $12 is just makes sense for me because i'm paying much less than the, the yeah, actual you get, theme. It, it's substantial value for you yeah. so it's you're turning 12 into a 100 uh well 60 dollars say for your five entries right so you turn that into a 165 dollar entry so you're getting two to one on your you know on your money and also it's like 
going to a sporting event. You know, these things usually last two or three hours. So if you're going to watch a basketball game, a baseball game, a hockey game, a football game, you're pretty much doing the same thing, but you have a rooting interest for those people that, you know, gamble on sports. You get the same thrill the other way with horses, too. Yeah, no, a lot of fun. Uh, I've been touting contests for a long time, and, again, you do great. Uh, We also had a picture. We're getting to have Tom Rooney in this weekend. Uh, I think on the Sunday show, Tom Rooney, the president of the NHC, made a shot of you and Tom uh, with uh, I, I'm guessing it was the year you won the, the a couple of years ago because yeah. uh, he he had uh, congratulations on and deserved congratulations on the 150k. Oh man, yeah, it was <laughs> amazing. Um, you know, hopefully I can do some more interesting things moving forward um, into the future. I'm, yeah, we'll, I'm truly open. Uh, have you qualified? Yes, I have. I've already qualified. I qualified like two weeks ago on a Friday, Friday and, 75. And you were playing online? Yep, I played online, yep. So it's, it is possible, and you can go on, and maybe you can win 150. Although you are, uh, I, 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 every once in a while I wind up in a contest, and I'll see your name there, and you're, I, you, you make some clever moves, certainly. So we'll see if we can get some clever moves for today. Let's get uh, a look at some of the action this afternoon. Uh, again, they're off the turf, 2, 4, 10, and 11. The two stakes races remain on the turf, but the third race today uh, was scheduled for main track, remains on the main track. Uh, third race, we're looking at $10,000 claimers going three-quarters of a mile. What did you see in race number three? Um, I like uh, the three Zerts, uh, 28% second off the claim. Um, he's got mud pedigree. Uh, he's a super saver in a Munnings. Um, could run decent in here. Um, he's down with his friends now, so... You know what I mean? I'm sure you'll find out how good he really is today. Yeah, he's claimed two back for 12-5. They ran for 12-5. They got a second. They put some money in the ba- bank. Now they take half a step down to 10000 That's not a drop that you have to be suspicious about. Yeah, just a little lateral move. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and you're getting 5-1, to one, and my partner on the morning show was talking about certs as well, and we were saying in this field, uh, I think the five to one is legit. You may even get a little more value there. So yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah. Race, a little upside. Race number three, horse number three, Zertz. Let's go to the fifth race today. B condition, fifty thousand dollar claimer. Seven furlongs is the trip. What did you see in race number five? Uh, I thought Laughing Boy, the six horse, is just so interesting. He's a horse I've been following for a long time, and he never takes any money. And like this is like the lowest morning line I've ever seen him at. It just doesn't make any sense to me. How he's six to one in here, it just boggles my mind. Oh, he's, yeah, you're lo- the last, what, eight races, he's been double digits. Yeah, so I think the cutback in distance is going to help him exponentially. Um, I, I also believe that the mud will actually help him exponentially. Um, and going to Jacobson is always a very good upgrade. He's 24% first off the claim. He gets IRAD, you know. He's going to sit a decent trip in this field. He, he's probably going to sit mid-pack most most of the race, I would think. Yeah, I wonder if David Aragona wasn't looking at the little IRAD when he made the morning line, because that will take a, a point or two off, certainly. Yeah, um, he should be 15-1 in this field. And, and, yeah, we're looking uh, at 6-1, and as you say, the last uh, race, 51-1, to 10-1, 39-1, to 32-1, to 26-1. Just so. a horse that never takes money. <laughs> so, uh, And the uh, sixth race this afternoon, Maiden twenty claimers uh, going six. Your thoughts on the six? So, so I think Happy Bob, Happy Bob is your vulnerable favorite today. Okay. Um, I think that the curious play in here would probably be the horse coming off the turf. Run DMZ, the six horse. 
Um, he's 10 to 1 morning line. He gets Dylan Davis. It's handle. He drops from 40 to 20 after showing speed and fade. Um, and I think with his pedigree, he might actually like Dirk being a, a carpe diem. Um, I know they're more precocious on turf, but they can still run decent on dirt too. He just looks very interesting to me. Yeah, Ray Handel having a, an okay meet so far. And a, a, the surface switch you have with this one uh, doesn't really scare me. Nice workout leading into this on the dirt. And the drop maybe mitigates the surface move a little bit. Again, 10 to 1 there. I didn't put that one in my mix, but as you were talking, I yeah, that one is a little bit intriguing. Dylan Davis has been going okay, so yeah. some things that are interesting in there. Uh, yeah, for sure. I, I have to admit, I used Happy Bob, but I not with super amount of confidence in there. So Yeah, I definitely wouldn't single him if I were you. <laughs> he just looks so vulnerable in there. Speaking of that, what are, what are your favorite bets? Um, so for me, I like doubles. I love exactas. And um, I'll take swings at the pick six if I can find somebody that I can single most likely, uh, either a favorite or a price that I absolutely like that I've been following. I'll single them in a pick six. But it's pretty much doubles and exactas. Um I, I want that money. Since the picks have become, I was just talking with C. Bick, uh, either on the radio or when we were in here doing the Sunday show, um, and he said, if, if folks, if you're in like a little slump, start thinking about doubles, because I think a lot of people, since the pick bets came in, and I was kind of guilty of this, like the pick five, the pick four, or even a pick three, and it was about a year ago, uh, up here, I think, where I started looking at doubles. And I think people have to look at, there is some real value to be had if you look at the doubles. And you only have to hit the two races as opposed to four. Four or five or yeah. six. So, I, for me, I love it because uh, the main fact is, is you only have to go, most likely, most people are going to go three out of five, four out of, four out of six, three out of six. So, and who's to say you're not going to have the horses that run, win the first two legs? Yeah. And you're like, oh, man, I didn't get anything for it. So, it's a curious way to play with short money, you know what I mean? And and you can get substantial payouts from it. And you look and maybe you get a fifty dollar double and you were planning to play a, a pick six ticket for forty eight or sixty bucks, maybe go a little a little steeper on your double ticket and if it pays fifty bucks and you have ten bucks on it. That's yeah, a, makes a, your day. That's you're a going, decent you're going little down ticket. the street to somewhere yeah, nice that's, a, that's a decent ticket. Uh, AJ, as always appreciate the visit. Wish you a lot of good luck uh, here over the weekend on your visit. Have some fun, certainly, and uh, wish you a lot of good luck out in Vegas uh, as well. Hopefully, uh, we'll go out and be covering sometime uh, in the future also, but more hopefully, I'm, I hope I'm sitting next to you playing at some point out there in Vegas because it, it is a lot of fun. Well, um, Seth, I, I always wish you the best, buddy, and, um, you know, if you keep playing them, you know, statistically, you're, you're going to get in at some point, and... It'll be an experience you'll never forget, I promise you that. And uh, the people you'll meet there are just absolutely top-class people. I tout it all the time. It is a great event. And you've done very well, and we wish you good luck uh, in the future also. Again, not just the NHC, but have some fun up here this weekend. Appreciate the visit. Oh, thank you very much, Seth, as always. A.J. Benton, uh, we will uh, wrap it up for this Friday morning. Again, 2, 4, 10, and 11 off the turf. Uh, The... uh, Stakes races are on. Don't forget Clubhouse Racebook today. It's the Trifecta Challenge, the Bounty Bet. Play the late pick five here at Saratoga with your Capital OTV bet account. Um, the uh, show pool opens up at about noontime today. CapitalOTV.com. Uh, put your name in the hat to get there. 
uh, Fan Appreciation Day at the Woodlawn Branch uh, tomorrow, Saturday. Stop by and uh, take advantage of that. $100 play the board Saturday at the Clubhouse Racebook. And Sunday, it's a double promo day, match bet and exacto board. So keep that in mind also. Uh, and today, again, uh, cookout day down at the Clubhouse Racebook. Between 1 and 5 $8 burger, hot dog, baked beans, pasta salad. So have some fun at the Racebook today, 7-Eleven Central Avenue in Albany. Otherwise, uh, come on up. Again, a little overcast, but right now it's very comfortable, very nice. A couple of nice stakes races coming up today. Certainly over the weekend, keep it in mind with the test, the Saratoga Derby, the Whitney tomorrow. Big uh, Saturday lineup, and the weather is going to be very nice this weekend as well. So hopefully we'll see you up here. If we don't see you up here, we'll see you on the network tomorrow at 9 a.m. for the Handicappers Award, 10 a.m. for a Saturday edition of Racing Across America. We'll see you then. Capital OTV is now streaming live on Roku. The RTN Racing Channel on Roku lets you watch OTB TV live through your Roku device or your Amazon Fire Stick, rather than being limited to computers and mobile devices, which means you can now watch OTB live wherever you are. Simply open Roku, scroll to find the RTN channel, then click on OTB TV. OTB TV on Roku. Try it now. The Clubhouse Racebook is the Capital Region's new home for racing and sports. 25,000 square feet of Vegas-style action with live wagering on the best horse racing from around the world. 260 flat-screen televisions and state-of-the-art wagering terminals. So don't miss out. The fun is only minutes away at 711 Central Avenue, Albany, just off exit 5 of I-90. And don't forget, if you can't make it to the Clubhouse, you can always wager online 24-7 at CapitalOTV.com. Come on. I want sales reports on my desk by Monday. Whoops. My bad. Love racing? RTN brings you every live simulcast on your home television, plus live video streaming and race replays on your PC and mobile devices. To order, visit RTN.TV. RTN, a breed apart. You've been watching Racing Across America. Racing Across America has been brought to you by Pennell's Restaurant, a Saratoga tradition since 1922. 284 Jefferson Street, Saratoga, just minutes from the track. And the Clubhouse Racebook, 711 Central Avenue, Albany. When you can't make it to the track, make it to the Clubhouse Racebook.